What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob Carmona, and thank you for tuning in to episode 003 of Rob the Mic. So, today is November 21st, it's 1.12 p.m., and it's been exactly a month since I uploaded my last podcast. And trust me, I know, I've been getting shit <laughs> from every person that follows the podcast, pretty much. Like, when's the next one? What's going on? What are you doing? Why haven't you recorded? And everything's been kind of a mess. But some things in a good way, some things in like not the best, but it's okay. We're here today. I got this new stuff for you. We're going to talk a little bit, fill you guys to know what's been going down and just enjoy the day. Let's see what's up for Sunday fun day. Cause honestly, I don't even know where this podcast is going to end up. I tried to write myself like a little, um, I guess like a little layout, right? So I kind of have an idea of where I'm going so I don't get super lost because for those of you guys who know me. I get excited. Sometimes I <laughs> start to trail off and one thing leads to another. We go from talking about cars to sandwiches to life things and who knows, you know how it goes. But um, man, the one, oh, something really exciting I want to start with you guys is I know I had mentioned it on the last one that I was trying to set up the message feature for this podcast and it's completely set up. So whether you go to my personal page or you're on the Rob the Mic podcast Instagram, what you're going to do is you can go to the bio. There's a little beacons link that's there in my personal page. If you click that, click on the Rob the Mic podcast, scroll down a little bit, and there's going to be a little like a square shaped button and it has a little plus symbol and it says message. So if you click that, you can actually record a voicemail or like a little voice message, send it to me. I can pull the audio clips. I can put them in the podcast. Or if you guys just want to give me feedback, it's kind of cool because a lot of you have been really, really incredible with giving me feedback and DMing me and saying, hey, or even texting me and saying, hey, dude, you know, X, Y, Z, this is really rad. This is really rad. Um, things of the sort. So if you guys want to, you know, bring that up a notch and bring in some audio to that, I would absolutely love it. So if anyone tests it out, please tell me because I'm not 100% sure how it works on my end. I'm assuming that it's going to notify me that I have a message, but just let me know so I can check it out. But I'm very, very excited to have that set up for you guys. And now that we're on episode three, things are starting to pick up a little bit more as far as uh, guest scheduling, things of the sort. Um, I want to be able to offer and use those sort of features because it's going to be exciting, especially for questions. And... I'm going to try my best to let you guys know who I'm going to have on the show. That way, if you want to send in certain questions, I can sort of prep those, bring in the audio, or if you don't want me to bring in the audio, also please let me know. I don't want to, you know, make anyone feel uncomfortable, but um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to use every single audio that comes in, obviously, but for certain people, if you do have a question, but again, you don't want me to use your audio, please let me know. Absolutely no problem, no issue. I would love to you know, use any questions that you guys have. But um, yeah, I wanted to start this podcast off with at least letting you know that because I feel like it's pretty exciting. And man, okay, let's, uh, let's dive. Let's dive into what's been going down since the last month. So a quick overview, I'm going to be touching on SEMA, my experience with SEMA, what went down, like I'll give you guys a breakdown of my entire trip. Um, the stuff that's been going on at work, because work's been pretty insane. For those of you guys who are tuning in for the first time, 
If you're not aware of what I do, I am a graphic designer for Four Wheel Parts here in Southern California at our corporate headquarters. We're working from home right now, but that is the company that I work for. I do pretty much the social marketing, any sort of soft goods, so t-shirts, things like that. I do special projects, so stuff we have for our official drivers, our 4WP official gear, and a whole bunch of other amazing things. But um, yeah, so stuff that's going on at work. Uh, I went on a hike yesterday that was pretty interesting. I've never like fully gone on a hike, which is really weird, right? Because I do like off-roading and I'm out in the mountains, but I'll usually go exploring with my truck rather than just like going to park and, you know, throwing on some hiking shoes and dipping out. But that was interesting. Um, we got Thanksgiving coming up this week. Man, all the things, all the things, all the things. So uh, fill you guys in. Also, what's going down with the queue, certain events coming up. And yeah, we're going to just, we're going to go all over the place. I'm going to try my absolute best to stay on track. I'm going to try, you guys. I'm going to try and try. So please don't judge me too hard. But I think the best thing to start off with, because a lot of you had inquired about it from the last podcast, which was to talk about my SEMA experience and like what SEMA was. So for those of you who are listening to this that aren't into the automotive scene or into trucks or anything like that, SEMA is the largest trade show for automotive that goes down here in the United States. And basically what it is, is companies bring out, you know, cars, trucks that they build, any sort of new products, anything relating to the automotive industry, also some things outside of it that can help with it. If there's any sort of like logistical issues or uh, management software, things like that to help with ordering or uh, people who develop websites, apps, things like that, they all head out there too. Because basically what it does is it gives everyone a chance to see what's coming out what's out, what could benefit their business, what could benefit them, their builds as well, and everything pretty much under the sun. So it's a really crazy show. It's massive. It goes down in Vegas. It's, I would say, I guess technically it's a week long, but they start setting up the week before the show. So depending on what your role is in your company or what you do, you could be there for two weeks which is pretty insane. It's very, very intense or very long days. And I was only there for the final two days of the show. So I showed up on Thursday, stayed for Friday, and then I had a shoot for work on Saturday and Sunday. And man, just, okay, so let's, <laughs> let's dive into it. So Thursday, I took off pretty early to SEMA and there was a little situation with what I was going to end up driving and long story short, I ended up having to take my FJ out there. So was it the ideal vehicle to drive out there? No, 10 out of 10 would not recommend taking a vehicle on 37s on a, like a trip like that. Simply, honestly, I think just because of like gas efficiency, like it wasn't the best. It honestly wasn't the worst though. That's the other thing. Cause I really thought the truck was going to be a lot worse on gas and I think it's just because I was using cruise control and just kind of taking it easy. And thankfully, I didn't have to use, I really didn't have to use the AC rolling up because it was pretty cool. So that was kind of nice. Uh, it was the same thing coming back too. But the truck actually did really, really, really well. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was really comfortable because the FJ itself, for those of you guys who have FJ cruisers, you know how comfortable the trucks are. 
for people who don't have them and are curious about them, man, they're super comfortable. Because you're just in like, you're in something that's really roomy, really cozy, has all the creature comforts. You know, you have AC, depending on what model FJ you have, Bluetooth, things of the sort. And I mean, I just, I had space. So I was just chilling the entire trip. It was really, really nice. But got up there Thursday. I didn't have a chance to make it to the show on Thursday. So realistically, I only went on Friday to Zima, which was the, the last day, which is also open to the public, which is very interesting. But um, got up there, did my thing, settled into the hotel. And we were staying at the Westgate, which is right next door to the convention center where SEMA is held. So that was really cool, like having that sort of convenience. But man, the hotel was pretty shitty. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like when I got there, I... Um, I mean, I was stoked to get there, right? Because I got there in a, in a timely manner for the most part. It took me, I stopped to pump gas one time, which is a trip. I know some people were like, wait, what? You only had to pump gas once, but yeah, I only had to pump gas once. So I stopped once. I think I got there in about four hours, maybe just shy of four hours, something like that. It's like three and a half. So I get there, get to the hotel, check in, do my thing. And I get up to my room and it seems chill. So I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't really have too much time to settle in because I was going to meet with my coworkers for the first time because I've never met any people that I work with because of the pandemic, right? So I've been working from home. I got hired from home. So it was a very, very interesting situation because I've been working with them for months and I feel like, like we, I mean, we work with each other every single day. So it's like, you know someone, but you don't really know someone. So I met one of my coworkers downstairs in the lobby for drinks so we're chilling out waiting for dinner because we had a reservation at aria at this really bougie steakhouse and it was so good so 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 good but um if not mistaken it's called jean george so 10 out of 10 if you're in aria make the reservation do it you'll thank me later it's incredible uh pricing is pretty solid for a steakhouse and the food is phenomenal like absolutely phenomenal i think for myself it's probably one of the best steaks i've ever had in my life so and i've had quite a few steaks without like in my life here at steakhouses in california arizona um oregon things like that like out of the state incredible phenomenal go so if you're in vegas make a reservation go the hotel is beautiful also if you haven't been to aria so check that out but did that did that whole thing really cool and then i had a really i had kind of like a star moment the first night which was a trip because we went out so we went to the steakhouse came back and then we're chilling in the basically what they call the international bar which is the bar of the hotel so i'm chilling down there just kind of minding my own business doing my thing listening to my coworkers talk about past SEMAs and all these things and i look to my side and i'm like Oh, shit, because this is a hotel again that's right next to the event. So there's going to be a ton of industry people that are staying there. And I really didn't think about the possibility of possibly seeing someone essentially like famous, right? Like famous to us, because for me, like I've met like people in the music industry, I've met movie stars, and I'm not really the person to get like super starstruck. Like, I think it's rad to be able to meet them. And the majority of the time, I just kind of. Like I've like just, you know, shook their hands or, you know, said hello. And that's it. Just kind of go about my day. But I first saw 
well, the first person I saw that I was like, oh, shit, this is insane, was um, David Kindig from Kindig Designs. So for those of you guys who watch Motor Trend, you know that he has a show on that. The cars that he builds and trucks are unbelievable, like literally unbelievable. So if you don't know who he is, get out there, look, check it out. Man, that guy is phenomenal. Like he is absolutely something else. So I saw him trip shit and also his right hand man were there too and i was like oh shit this is crazy and then we ended up waiting for the elevator together too so i was like dude i'm gonna have it a moment your boy's about to pass out because like these people to me like i look up to them right like what they do their attention to detail how they build vehicles it's those are things that i pull even though they don't necessarily work in jdm i know they appreciate jdm cars for a fact too their attention to detail is something that I can pull from for metal work that I do, any sort of fabrication work that I do. Those are things that I love to take notes from and just kind of, I keep that in the back of my head, right? Because I'm like, damn, like, okay, I saw them do this one thing this one time. This is how they did this door handle or they were working on this metal panel and this is how they finished it. So it's like, oh shit, like I can pull notes from those things. So for me, seeing guys like that there was huge, super, super huge. So that was really rad. So moving on to the second day, which was Friday, that was my first official day at SEMA. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it the last time on the podcast on episode two, but this was actually my very first SEMA. And something, give you guys a little inside. I've been invited to SEMA for years, years and years. It's probably been well over... I'd say close to 10 years that I've been invited to go, thankfully, but I never went because I always wanted to go as an industry professional because the people that were inviting me, friends, family, they were in the industry. And I'm like, that's cool that you have an in to go. But for myself personally, it was like a life goal and well, career goal, I should say, that I wanted to go being in the industry. So being able to go on behalf of Four Wheel Parts as a graphic designer was that was a really cool experience, man. Like being able to walk up to booths and get this sort of like instant recognition, like, oh shit, you're from 4WP. Like, that's really cool. And they would show me stuff and talk to me about things simply because of the company that I was from and what I was doing. They saw that I was in creative and they're like, oh damn, this is cool. So we get to the show Friday, start looking at these like really gnarly cars. I forgot. I think I walked in on the South Hall, I believe if not mistaken. So basically it was the hall where they had this thing. It's like, I think it's called like the SEMA, SEMA build off or something like that, which is basically where private builders. So literally anyone like you, me, anyone can build a car and then you go into SEMA and you're competing, right? So it, you become like the SEMA build off, you know, car of the show or whatever. And man, there was, there was some pretty incredible cars there. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try and set up like a, an album that you guys can check out. So I'll throw it up on the, um, on the RTM podcast for Instagram. Like I'll throw it like a link to it on beacons. That way you guys can see some photos that I took and I didn't take my actual camera. So I was taking them on my phone. Are the, are the pictures incredible? Mm. Some of them are cool, but again, I think this is more about the actual vehicles that were there. So I think it's just for you guys to see if you've never been to SEMA or you didn't see all the cars there, this is for you to get a chance to see what was there. 
So, man, just there was really, really incredible cars, cars, trucks, all these things. Um, so I will definitely be getting that stuff up so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But the the wildest thing to see was how big the actual show was because I've always heard, oh, it's huge. There's all these halls. There's all these places. And I'm like, man, it's big. But like, how big can something really be, right? Well, it's the entire convention. Like the whole convention center is SEMA. There's nothing else going on there. So every single hall that's there, all these buildings, there's like, I don't even know how many buildings. And it, what's crazy is that the convention center spans across the street. So it literally covers two different blocks and it's insanely huge. And every single hall is packed with something different. So there's like performance stuff. There's like a tool hall. Um, there's like a whole like off-road section, all, all these crazy things. Like literally it's nuts. So that was really cool. Definitely. I think for my first experience, I'm not going to say it was the ideal one because I do feel that for myself, at least this experience was a little different because I'm in the industry. I do this outside of my job. So for those of you guys who know myself, I build cars, trucks, literally anything I can get my hands on, I will do something. And it's usually modded to the nth degree. Like anything I can do to it, I will probably try to do to it. And if a part isn't available, I'll make that shit myself. Or if I don't like what's on the market, I'll make it myself. So I think the level of appreciation between myself and my coworkers was a little bit different, which I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. You know, also SEMA isn't for everyone. I think if if you don't really do this sort of stuff, I can see how it's like, ah, this shit's lame. Like, I'm not really into it. But at the same time, for those of us who are interested in this sort of, I guess in this, um, in this realm, right? Like automotive trucks, all that whole thing, man, this shit will fuck you up like 10 out of 10. Cause you're going to see stuff that you've never seen in your entire life. Never. Or things that you have seen and finally they're being done properly. And of course, you have the flip side where things are literally done the most half-ass. So, which we're definitely going to talk about that. Like not certain builds, but just like on the things that I've seen. Because I've always seen people on Instagram like talk shit. Like a really good friend of mine, <laughs> which I'm hoping that he listens to this because he already knows. Um, a really, really close friend of mine, Tony Dow. Man, he goes every year and just walks around with his phone and it's wild because like when you look at his IG story, it's literally just a bunch of dots at the top because he's going in on every fucking car there, every car and truck. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how expensive, like, <laughs> or like literally anything. And he's like, look at this. This is absolute shit. And it's funny because especially now for this year, right? 2021, people had essentially a bonus year to finish certain builds. So you would think, oh, shit, they have a bonus year. You know, they had more time to finish all these things, you know, whatever they're going to do custom wise. Just honestly get the vehicles running unless it's something brand, brand new and they were doing a lot of crazy shit. But yeah, people still somehow didn't come out like 110%. So I was a little shocked, like just a little bit, just a little bit. But nonetheless, I still saw some of the most incredible builds in my entire life. And the one that I'm going to talk about right now is 
for me, I would say, man, it's like, it's kind of a bold statement, but I'd probably say it's one of the most badass things I've ever seen in my life. Like 10 out of fucking 10. So there was this truck in my hall. So we're all where my hall was. I had like, we had our 4WP booth. There was a bunch of other like overlander and, um, like competition trucks that were parked in there too. We had all the vinyl wrap, like anyone who's involved in vinyl wrapping was there if they had new product, anything like that. So, um, Avery, 3M, you know, all, all the major players and also like a really new company that I had never heard of, but I had seen one of their vehicles on Instagram and it's this company called Inozatech. If you guys don't know about Inozatech, do some homework, check it out because their wraps, like the actual material of their, their vinyl is phenomenal. It's probably some of the most beautiful vinyl I've ever seen in my life. But, and I know I keep saying the most beautiful I've ever seen in my life, but it's literally, dude, like the shit that I'm about to talk to you guys about or that I do talk to you guys about, it's because it actually is insane. So getting to this vehicle, my coworker who shoots video for us, Tim, he knew, he kind of saw me, right? And I was kind of just like bummed out because I just, I wanted to experience SEMA, look at certain things, but it was really hard because I was just kind of doing it by myself because I wasn't able to necessarily meet up with people there that either like our friends or family or anything because it was kind of nuts. So he was like, yo, I'm going to show you something. So I said, all right, cool. You know, show me what's up. He's like, because I feel like if you see this, you're really going to appreciate it. And of course, it ended up being my favorite vehicle. And it's, it was a truck, a Chevy 2500 that was built by Robbie Woods and the actual build itself is called the million dollar diesel if you guys want to check out his instagram it's like if you go on your instagram go on your search and type in robbie wood so it's r-o-b-b-y-w-o-o-d-s again that's r-o-b-b-y-w-o-o-d-s you will know exactly what build i'm talking about it is a gray chevy 2500 completely tubed and it is the gnarliest shit ever it really is like it's running 42s, like 42 inch tires. So I don't even know how to explain like what 42s look like. Like if you see them in person, they're just these fucking massive things. Like me standing up, they're taller than my waist, essentially. And that's pretty nuts. It's like I'm almost six foot tall. So this guy completely built to the shit, like literally everything, every single arm, any sort of bracing and everything was made by hand by this guy and if i remember correctly he's over two years deep on this truck and the attention to detail the amount of love that he has for what he does is bar none man i i've never seen a fabricator like this before ever and i i i know some pretty amazing fabricators and i've seen some really incredible welding work and just fabrication in general but dude, the stuff that this guy is producing is like unlike any other, like the love, the passion, it's really there and you can see it, you can feel it. Because when I was around this truck, it was wild. It was, it's literally, it was parked in the corner. It was parked in the corner of this freaking show, dude, this massive ass room. And then you just kind of glance and you're like, you don't even notice it. Because he had this other badass Dodge that was there too, that he built some shit for. And I wasn't too, too sure what he built on that truck, but if, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he built 
like the control arms, like the long travel kit and like a few other things that were on there. But man, even the fabrication on that thing was insane. It was like a red Dodge. So you'll probably see that on his Instagram too. But the truck was behind that and it was parked a little like a little offset. So even if you just looked down the aisle, you would never see the truck because I couldn't see it even walking up to it. I didn't see it until we walked around this Dodge. So it just, it blew my mind. It blew my mind, dude. Like the amount of work thought that went into this truck is nuts. And something that I kept like bringing up to people because I would take certain friends or certain people to go look at it. And I would explain and like break shit down for them. Like, dude, this, 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 X, Y, Z, this is bananas. Like he ties in, like moving to the rear end of the truck really quick. Uh, he ties in the tube work basically from the the actual frame brings it up into the cab basically from the roof but what's wild is somehow they brought the tubing in to the chassis like inside and the tube is completely it's like you just like put the fucking tube through the truck like it fits there's no holes there's no crazy bullshit like it looks like that's how it came from the dealer and then on top of that they trim the oem glass so that everything could fit and like you would never even know because at first i thought the back window was lexan so i'm like oh that's cool like it's lexan and then one of the dudes that was there with them was like what's lexan and i was like oh like it's cool how you guys did the back window and like how the tube ties in to the actual cab but then like you have the lexan wrap around it so it's it's cut like perfectly and he's like oh dude this isn't lexan because sometimes like well i've seen it before like when you have really perfect lexan depending on what it is and who makes it how big the piece is it can look like glass so i had just seen it really quickly i was focused more on the tube work and he's like oh no bro that's an oem glass like we just we trimmed around the glass so that like everything would fit perfect and it really does so when you guys get in there and you look at some shit and again i'm going to try and get up these photos excuse me so you can see what i'm talking about it's nuts so i really can't wait for you guys to see this truck and again if you don't know who he is get on instagram check out robbie woods look at his fabrication look at the work that he does because man this dude sets a fucking standard he sets a fucking standard he made me excited i was gassed i have projects that i'm working on right now not just on my truck but um i was really inspired and that's what i was hoping to do was come into sema and be inspired. I wanted to see something, even if it was one thing, like I knew I wasn't gonna be like impressed and stoked and all this shit on everything that I saw. Cause man, there was a shit ton of cars that I was like, dude, this is garbage. Like, why is this here? But then you had stuff like this, right? This 2,500 that I will never in my life forget. And I literally haven't been able to stop talking about it from the moment that I saw it. The moment that I saw it, I literally could not get it out of my head. I can't get it out of my head now. If I get lost on inspiration on something that I'm working on, I immediately go to look at it because it gases me up again. So, and if somehow, some crazy fucking way, this podcast ends up in a, in his hands and he listens to it, fuck, dude. You're doing it, man. Like, you're inspiring people like me. You inspire the people around me. And I, I don't even know what to say except for, like, thank you for doing something like that, bringing it to SEMA, showing it to the world, because fuck, it's people like Robbie Woods 
that are changing shit. They're the reason why the industry will keep pushing forward. And this also touches on something that Albert and I talked about on episode one, which is just like style, right? Like having that sort of presence and understanding what style does for the industry. And this dude is taking something that's like really raw, right? So because you have a lot of guys who run Baja and they do all this shit, build all these crazy trophy trucks, you know, that are tubed front, tubed rears, but there isn't like a real style to it. And something that that's really important to me, like, I don't care what it is you have. I don't care what you build. I don't dude from Honda to Ferrari, like, please incorporate some style in your shit. And this dude, you walk up to this truck and it's just style. It's style. You see fabrication, you see thought and you see fucking style because every single thing is thought out about this. There isn't one part of this truck that was overlooked. Any sort of like dimple panels, anything like that. Like I wouldn't have even thought to put shit like what he did. I wouldn't have thought to do certain things. And I'm like, man, only someone like this who understands this, who has this really crazy imagination can make something like this, right? It's like you see people, for example, like to pull away from cars, you have people like Walt Disney, right? Walt Disney did something with Disneyland that no one had ever done, no one had ever seen before. And it was revolutionary. It changed the world. Disney changed the world. And you have their whole team at Imagineering doing incredible, phenomenal things seen tons of documentaries on people who work there from the creative field to the executive world and they're constantly propelling forward so we need that in our industry as well and is it a lot to put on on robbie's shoulders to be like oh yeah like I, he's one of those pioneers to do something i think it is but at the same time i think he's that he he is the generation that is now right like he's doing shit that's changing it up because then you also have guys like John Sybil and what they're doing, like just anyone that was displayed on the Toyo side of the show too, because Toyo had like a special little, um, like a red carpet type of thing where people had like certain builds displayed there. Like you see people that are coming out that are really starting to change shit up, right? So, you know, moving away from Robbie Woods, because again, I can talk about him forever, but I'll shift over a little bit since I brought up Toyo. Um, there was a lot of really eye-catching builds, really, really eye-catching. The first one that I saw that kind of messed me up, like I just stood there for a little bit and looked at it. There was a, a white 510 that had like a built SR with like a lime green um, engine cover, uh, carbon fenders, carbon front lip. There was no chrome on this car, so all the chrome pieces were painted matte black. And man... Oh, I had to take a breath on that one because Lord, this car, I'm telling you, when I post up pictures for you guys, you'll understand. And it was just, it was beautiful. The interior was beautiful. Like everything was so well done on this car. And I'm like, dude, you see, this is what I'm talking about. Like these are the type of people we need right now because there's so many guys and girls who are getting spotlighted. And it's not even for me to talk shit right now, but I am going to say it. And I don't think not everyone deserves a spotlight like their cars aren't there they're not at that caliber and the problem is that people are looking at this shit and they're like oh this is fucking cool this is this this is that and it's like no dude that shit's not cool there's no style there's that's just bullshit like you're just doing fucking some ig ass tiktok build 
And that's not what this shit's about, right? Because you have guys like myself, there's girls like myself, like people literally in this industry who it's in their heart, it's in their blood. That shit affects what we do because we want to go and we want to see amazing things because back in the day, especially for stance, there was a whole caliber of build that you had to be at before you even propose that shit to the internet. So for myself, especially coming from WFC, for those of you guys who don't know what WFC is, and if this, again, is your first episode tuning in, it's uh, Raw Fitment Crew. And I was lucky enough to see that era of WFC come in through the forums, right? Where if you wanted to even get like a team number, you had to go through the fucking ranks. And it was like, you're going to submit and you wouldn't dare submit it if your car was trash. But now you have this whole thing where it's like, you know, love all builds, respect all builds. And I'm like, no, go away, go away. Put that shit in the trash, bro. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. That shit is straight up garbanzo beans. Like you went to Costco and you said, listen, excuse me, sir, ma'am, whoever's going to help you. Can you point me to the largest bag, box, crate, anything? Fill the garbanzo beans. That's what that's people's bills nowadays. And that's just me. Whatever. That's my opinion. If y'all don't like it, my bad. But that's why I think it's the truth. But you go to certain things like this, right? And you see events. You see certain areas, again, like this Toyo area. And it's like, cool, dude. Like there's, you're starting to see people kind of, I mean, granted, there's always been those people who do certain builds and do amazing shit. Again, like John Sybil, if you guys saw his Aristo that he built, which for those of you guys who don't know what an Aristo is, it is a GS300 here stateside. But man, it is, that car was nuts to see. And I guess it's going to be, it's like a global global town attack car so it, it's got the arrow it's got the style it's got the hits like that car has presence and i think style and presence kind of coincide so i'm not saying i want to walk past something and like, stop literally like stop me in my tracks to look at your shit but also there has to be something man and like even the most simple cars that were there like there was this really cute little starlet it was like this like bubblegum blue, had this classic Toyota three stripe. That little shit had style too. And I'm like, damn, dude, like this is what I want to see. This is what I want to see. Attention to detail, interiors done right, not overdone, not all crazy, you know, not all. It's just the right things in the right places. So this part of the hall for me was probably one of my favorites. And I honestly, I probably could have spent most of the day there, like just chilling out because there's so many details on these cars and so many things were done right that I was like, whoa, dude, this is, this is nutty, man. Like, this is what I want to see. And I'm going through the, the images on my phone right now, trying to like bring up different builds that I saw and like, not forget to mention this, not forget to mention that. Um, if you already know like the new Broncos out. So this was 10 out of 10, like a Bronco and Superfest. There were so many Broncos, so many Supras. And at least on the Bronco side, dude, I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of really clean ones. I think there was, <laughs> at least from us, cause for work, my video guy, Tim, he shot over 70 Broncos that we put in a reel that we could find in the entire show. 
So if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, I know there's thousands of cars, literally thousands of them, but for there to be almost a hundred of the exact same vehicle built different ways, that's nuts. But in the Toyo hall, there was this one that was like a sweet pea green. It had these, um, these 1552 wheels that are like full faced. They kind of look like the OEM, uh, like military wheels in a way, right? They have these really, really tiny windows. They look really good. But um, that Bronco was really cool, really clean. And other car wise, I'm trying to think what was nuts. Like I'm going through my whole shit. Oh, dude, hold on. I just came up on the V8 Tesla. If you guys hadn't seen it, again, I will post a quick, um, quick snaps of it. But damn, that thing was super, super bad. It's like this, it was like this copper wrapped Tesla had a V8 in it, like a LS. Super clean, super well done. Like, it, it fucked me up. Like I knew it was going to be there and I saw pictures of it and I was like, eh, we'll see how it is in person. No, it was, it was nuts. The interior, it, it looked like if you, if the, everything was closed, right? The hood was closed. You just looked into the car. You wouldn't really pay attention unless you obviously were like a Tesla owner or you were very well versed in Tesla. Then you would obviously know that, oh shit, that shifter is not like anywhere near like Tesla things. But just the way that everything was done in this car is it's so sick dude so 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 sick 10 out of 10 sick is all shit uh ford's display was actually really cool they had some pretty pretty interesting trucks out there and cars um I stopped by the hoonigan booth well not the booth but they had like one of scotto's cars was there it's like this blue yeah yeah it's like a like a blue audi that he's building right now that thing was nuts it's not done yet at least like to my knowledge but when it is done man that thing is gonna be crazy it looks really really good their whole little outdoors display was pretty cool there was a a bagged black ferrari that was really just cool to see i mean i love ferraris i'm a big fan of like 90s ferraris just that entire aesthetic so people picking them up bagging them fixing them i'm all for it as you guys know i think you should just ruin everything slam it everything looks better on the floor do it do yourself a favor it's cool. Everyone needs a slam car at least once. Like, do some ignorant shit. And this is tight. And it's bagged. It's clean. Again, super dope. Uh, something else that was really, really tight was there was a red S14. Super clean. That had a J motor in it. And man, dude, this, this entire swap was just beautiful. This car was nuts. So... Like, that's the type of shit that I wanted to see at SEMA, and I was thankful enough to be able to see it. So that was really rad. And the other cool thing, aside from being able to see certain cars like that, was also being able to see stuff that I worked on, right? Like, I worked on some product displays for us, like for my company, and did some stuff for Smitty Built, for ProComp. I worked on this, like, little sticker packs and, like, little handout cards for brochures, and it's a trip, dude. Like, I don't care what anyone says as a graphic designer. We're so used to seeing our stuff on the computer that that's pretty much where it lives. That's where it lives. Like 90, fuck, man. I want to even say like, depending on what you do, what industry you're in, it could even live like 95% of the time on your computer. And it's, it sucks, man, because you're so, you're so into that digital and you think that's just where it's going to live. But then you see things like this where there's fucking product displays. Like I walked up to our booth and I'm like, yo, that's nutty. Like I did that. 
it like this is real this is how people are getting their information like I don't, I don't know it was really really surreal and i know like my coworkers were kind of like like look at this dude because i'm over here like taking pictures of the displays because i want it like for memories for me right like this is my first time really working in the automotive industry as for myself like a legitimate designer and it's it's humbling man like it's really fucking cool to see that like whether it's a shirt that they make or a sticker that they make if if i did it i take a lot of pride in it and it was really exciting and like i was like kind of emotional about it because i've been working so hard like so 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 hard dude since i started my graphic design career way back in the day and even through school like school was insane and i remember speaking to one of my actually well to my mentor uh michael stinson which i mean now he's unfortunately no longer with us but um something he had asked me was like you know where do you want to be what like what's it it's like the same thing right like what's what's the end game what like where do you want to be at at least for one point in your life so i was like dude i want to be i want to be in the industry i want to do shit i want to make cool shit that people can see all the time and this was something that maybe some people didn't think it was like that big of a deal but for me again these were the our our product displays the only product displays we had whether it was displaying a new set of coilovers or explaining what this tent is all about or what a new winch can do that's something that i did you know i set set the typography by hand made sure everything was the way it had to be you know edited the photos put the photos in the right places made different layouts and did all these things and it was really fucking cool man i'll never forget that ever 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 in my life like my first SEMA, seeing the displays that i've made the things that i've done and hopefully for the years to come i can keep being involved in this process and keep doing cool shit because again it's not just for me it's for the people in the industry as well right like they can see stuff they can see how things are being done and who knows maybe something that i do can like another company that sees it will be like oh that was kind of a cool way to do that and that's just that's what i'm trying to do right is like make some sort of difference do something kind of cool do something different change it up a little bit and bring some sort of style too because i know for a lot of our brands that we have in house it's uh it's a constant conversation with myself my team my boss of like how do we bring new life to these things right like how do we look smitty built how do we make smitty built look like something fucking sick like because like the brand has a really really nice aesthetic but it's like how do we push it there how do we bring it to the next level same thing with pro comp how do we get pro comp to the next level poison spider same thing and it's like we have so many in-house brands that again I've, I've had the opportunity to work on things check out do different stuff but it's like again seeing your stuff in the wild whether it's a print piece or you know a wall covering or a window display or something man no one can ever take that feeling away from you because it's really fucking cool really really cool dude so that was that was something really rad and uh yeah it's it's, it's a trip it's a trip so that was pretty much my SEMA show experience uh, oh i also got to ride on this thing called the the hyperloop which the city of Vegas, I guess, is trying to expand more and more. But basically, it's like, if you wanted to go from one side of the arena to the other side, it's insanely far. 
like it's probably like a 20 to 30 minute walk this is no lie like from one end of the spectrum to the other the other side of it it's about 30 minute walk so you basically go down in this little tunnel thing and then you jump into tesla and a tesla takes you to the other side so that was pretty cool um whether it's like efficient or not mm, i don't know but it was it's definitely different right because i i feel like safety wise especially right now with the whole like covid situation it's like do you want to put hundreds of people like in a short amount of like or in like a really small space waiting for this like whole cab situation no and then of course like nothing is sanitized right after so all the vehicles people are just constantly jumping in and in and out like in and out in and out all day and um yeah the one thing i was afraid of too was like being out there with because i mean supposedly there was going to be over 150,000 attendees which honestly i wouldn't doubt if there was that much and on friday that was very evident since they opened it to the public and um i was like dude i don't want to get sick like even just like aside from covid i was like i don't want to get like a flu like the flu or a cold or anything and i ended up getting sick but i don't think excuse me i think it was more so like lack of sleep and eating so like malnutrition de dehydration all those things but um yeah it was very very interesting and then so moving on to the weekend we had our photo shoots uh we were going to be shooting our what did we have we had our tacoma right so it was like completely decked out with like everything that 4wp factory has and for those of you guys who don't know about what 4wp factory 4wp factory is four wheel parts like um it, it's our line of parts right because we sell a ton of people we have a bunch of different brands for all these things bumpers tires wheels suspension accessories but this line that's called 4wp factory is our own line of stuff so all the vehicles that we had there were pretty much decked out with 4wp factory or any of our in-house brands but this tacoma specifically is all 4wp factory which is really cool so we had that we had a brand new bronco a two-door that was really cute like super fucking cute and the reason why i say it was really cute is because it's this little tiny two-door it was a little little tiny guy like you just want to put it in your pocket but it was that and it was on 37s it was like the raddest little shit like it just looked really cool like you just you want to take it somewhere it's like fuck let me air this thing down and go get down like i immediately wanted to go wheel it so we had that we also had a jt if you guys don't know what a jt is it's the brand new or the newer jeep gladiator so it's the one that's like that looks like a pickup truck in a sense so it's like four door has like a bed um we had that fitted on 40s complete smitty built like smitty built everything on that that whole fucking build so yeah, like this really badass argento roof tent uh 270 degree awning so it basically wraps the entire side and back of the truck and this i mean th these things can be fitted on any vehicle but this is what we had on on ours over there and then we also had like a pullout awning on it too that was on the other side so basically the, the entire truck gets shaded which is pretty cool um man yeah they, that was really really decked out but anyways we had to go shoot those we go out to this area and um it, it was basically all red rock it was about an hour like a little over an hour away from vegas and it was called lawndale if not mistaken like that was the city it was in 
but um, very, very cool. So for those of you guys who are interested in getting in, like, not necessarily wheeling, because you can't really wheel there. I don't know if they let you, because I know it's like a, some sort of, like, protected land through Nevada. So you have to be really careful with what you do there. Like, even, like, taking photos or anything like that, like, you can get into some real shit with them, especially if, like, a park ranger sees you. So, um, but, man, just, like, to drive through, check it out, see what's up. Dude, it is beautiful especially if you love red rock and if you have like a a truck that can sit well against the red rock whether it's like the color of your truck or like your wheel setup or anything so i will i'm gonna see i don't really actually i don't have too many photos like from our photo shoot because i was like really busy trying to set everything up there and you know make sure that our photo and video people were like all good um but I know a couple of those photos will be coming out pretty soon, but yeah, it was a trip. So we had that and then we had to roll out a little early from that one location. And then we dipped out to this other super random, like, you know how when you're driving down the highway, like when you're going through the desert, you'll see like just an exit pop up, right? It's like, I don't know. Can't even think like literally anything. Like if it's like, you know, exit potatoes and you're like, oh shit. But the exit seems like it doesn't go anywhere right? It's like, we're in the middle of the desert. Where is this going? So we got off on an exit that was like that. And I, I cannot remember the name of it. I cannot remember the name of it, but we got off on this exit. I'm looking at my coworker. Cause I have Tim with me, my, our video guy in the Tacoma with me. I'm like, yo, like, where are we going, dude? And the, the reason why I was kind of concerned with certain things, because we got into little situations on the very first shoot, right? The first location, because the truck that I was in the Tacoma was like on really small tires. Like it, it's not in any way, shape or form, like built to crawl. And I'm not saying we were rock crawling that day, but I'm like, if we do have to crawl over certain things, I don't necessarily want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't my vehicle. I wasn't trying to mess shit up. Like, my truck was over here parked at the hotel, sad, because I wasn't obviously out there wheeling it, having a good time. But I'm like, where are we going to end up? So we get off this thing, and then we're just driving. Like, we're driving into the mountain, like, towards the mountains. And then we end up in this crazy mountain pass. And it's, it's like out of a movie. Literally out of a movie. Like, we're driving. It's desert. We're jamming on this road, doing, like, I don't know, 60, 70, like on this random ass road, dipping, dipping, dipping. And then we just, we pull up to this valley and like, you look up and dude, you're, you're inside of a fucking valley. You know, these things, it's like, they like tower over you, these massive like rocks and these mountains. And you're like, dude, this is insane. So there's like a couple rock gardens that we have to get through. And again, I'm not in the exact vehicle that I want to be in to crawl. I don't think it's the greatest thing. And it was also really weird, man. For those of y'all who have new Tacomas, and and maybe it's just me because I don't have to do all this shit, but to put your vehicles in four low, like to actually get it like the setting to go that way, I'm like, man, you have to turn all these knobs and do all these things. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. The truck was like constantly beeping at me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this shit wrong. How do you do this? So when you're trying to figure out how to work this damn truck, how to get into four low so I don't die and like just be able to get through these obstacles. But long story short, you know, I'm driving through these fucking things. And my the thing is, out of everyone there, I'm the only person who crawls. 
Like I'm the only person who hits trails. So they're looking at me and they're like, Rob, what do you think? And I'm like, well, it's not really on me. I'm like, I know I can get this truck through it, whether I'm going to like bang these rock sliders up and drag this re- like front the rear bumper or even this front bumper. I said, I don't know. Cause I'm probably going to be dragging all these fucking things, but I'll get this truck through it. I said, y'all just decide what you want to do. The photographer looks at me and he's like, the guy's name's Kale. And he's like, yeah, dude, let's get it. He's like, so just spot me through this thing, getting him through it. He's fucking his truck up. Like, man, we, there was this one little, right at the very beginning, there was like a boulder and I'm like, Hey, Kale, like, listen to me. Like when I tell you to go driver or passenger, and basically when you're telling someone to go driver or passenger, for those of you guys who don't know, if you're telling someone to go driver, it means you're going to turn your wheel to the driver. So you're going to turn it left. And if you tell someone to go passenger, that means you're going to turn it right. So like turn towards the passenger side. So I'm like, when I tell you to do something, I said, fucking do it. I'm like, because your truck's pretty low. And he also wasn't on like the biggest tires. So like, I don't even think he was braking. There was no way he even broke 33s. So maybe 30s, possibly smaller than that. But we're getting it, doing it. He slams his diff on this boulder. And I'm like, damn, bro, like this is not this is not it. Because, dude, if anyone breaks down here, I'm like, no one has the proper tooling or anything to get us out. And I'm like, and on top of that, I don't even think we have like a lighting situation like one, I don't think you should ever wheel at night. If you don't wheel, if you're, if you're not used to going on trails, I'm going to tell you guys right now, guys, girls, whatever, do not hit trails at night if you are not well-versed in this trail. And if you do not have lighting, it's extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous because a lot of these places you're going to be in, you don't have cell signal. You don't have cell signal. So for us, when we were in this valley, literally the moment we were driving up to it, it just cut off. Like my shit was completely cut off for hours, for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like I didn't have signal for like an entire day. I didn't have signal basically till I got back to the hotel. Like, you know, we got out of this fucking valley, but, um, it was a trip, dude. Like it, again, I, I think if you're not well-versed in wheeling or if you don't hit trails, make sure that you take someone who has, like, it's always good to have at least one experienced person there to help you, to guide you, especially when it comes to spotting. For those of you, again, I'm going to try my best again, you guys, like to, when I use certain terms to explain those terms, for those of you who don't know or you want to know. So, and if there's something that I miss, DM me, you know, shoot me a message, try out the new message feature on the, that you can find on my beacons link and let me know like, Hey Rob, like, what does this mean? And I'll do my best to explain it. But spotting is basically you have someone to guide you through these offshoots or these trails or these things. So they, you have someone who's going to get out of the, their vehicle and walk you through it, tell you, okay, come, come forward a little bit. Okay. Hold on. You know, go driver. Okay, cool. Come forward a little bit. Oh, back it up. You know, that type of situation. So it's good to have someone who's at least somewhat well-versed in what they're doing, or at least somewhat just familiar. I think if you're even remotely familiar, you kind of understand what's up, but I was the only person there. And man, it was interesting because the most capable vehicle we had was the JT, right? Because the JT's on 40s. It's uh, it's got the proper lift. It just has clearance, dude. Like it has the clearance to be able to do shit. And on top of that, 
dude, like the new gladiators and even the new Jeeps, right? Like they have all these crazy switches and all these crazy ass features to like release your sway bars so that you can get full droop, like, and really prevent yourself from getting into a situation. Because for those of you guys who wheel or you're curious about wheeling, something that you're going to need to do if you really want to get full articulation is remove your sway bars, which I know for a lot of people is like really uncomfortable because they don't like how their vehicle sways because your vehicle will sway a lot when you're driving and it just, it feels really loose, but you get used to it. It's totally fine. It's safe, but well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everyone calm down. It's, (laughs) it's not safe, but like it can be safe. Just don't drive like a dickhead, right? You're not going to come around a corner at fucking 50 in a lifted truck. Like even if it's, unless it's like a, like a trophy truck or something like that, then I get it. You know, you can, you can have at it like completely independent do your fucking thing. You'll be fine. But for the most part, you're not going to be swinging around your crawler like that. And again, the JT was more than capable. So this, it was not going to have any issues, but the issue was for myself and the other guy that was with me. That was also in a Tacoma and small tire Tacoma. So we go through, get through it. My coworkers looking at me because I'm like, Hey dude, telling you right now, these rock sliders are about to get used. Like there's no way around it. So I'm over here banging shit up, doing my thing, getting this truck through it. We get through it, go through this whole thing. We end up finding a pretty sick spot and it's pretty much like overlooks the entire Red Rock Valley. So we're shooting pictures, doing the whole thing, you know, getting everything done. The sun's starting to go down. So I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be interesting. We, um, so it starts to get dark and I'm like, Hey dude, you know, we should probably wrap up because we still have a long drive. We drove so far into, once we got past this little like rock garden in the valley, we drove so far into this place. I'm like, dude, we're still like, I'd say about 40 minutes to the valley, like to get back to the mouth of the valley. Cause there's only one way in one way out. And when we were in the valley, when we first got there, it was completely shaded because it, the valley's so big. I'm like, there's no light in here. So this is the first thing that's going to get dark. Like, even if there's a little bit of light outside, it doesn't matter. No light's going to make it in here. No moonlight, nothing. So we're going to be fucked. So anyways, we go, we shoot some more shit. We're trying to get some stuff done. It gets insanely windy. So we're like, all right, you know what? Let's pack it up. And it was real like, how can I explain this shit to you guys? Have If any of you have seen The Hills Have Eyes, if you haven't seen it and you like camping in the desert, don't watch it because it'll it's going to ruin shit for you. But man, dude, just being out there, it was real like hills have eyesy because just again, if, if you've seen the movie and you know what the scenery looks like, it's literally pretty much where we were. Like, that's exactly what it looked like. So I'm like, fuck, dude, like I just want to get out of here, bro. And obviously it's just your mind running. It's bullshit. Like, it's not going to happen. At least mm, that I know of. I don't know. You never know. Be some wild people out in the desert sometimes. Like you always see like that one random house or like little trailer, right? Like as you're driving down the desert and the highway, no one's been seen for fucking 200 miles. And there's that one random thing. But um, yeah, I was just like, dude, let's just get out of here, bro. Like it's getting dark. We got to get back. So it's pretty much, it's dark already. Like by the time we packed up to leave, we had to use our headlights. So I'm like, cool, 
using our headlights, getting out. But I don't have any other lights on my truck, at least the one that I'm driving. So nothing else is working. Like I have fog lights, like the OEM fog lights. That's about it. Aside from that, I have no overhead lighting. There's I don't, like no light bars, nothing. So I'm like, fuck. All right. And I told my coworkers, hey, when you're there's a difference between crawling up something and coming down. When you're crawling up something, you're going very slow. You're doing your thing, climbing ledges. I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Having to reverse and do the ledge backwards is way different, right? Because the climb that you're experiencing is just a climb. But when you're coming down something, you're dropping on shit. So if you have a four foot climb, you're going to have a four foot drop. And for those of you who've been in situations that you've had to do that, you understand, like, you know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. You know what it is to approach something forward and then also have to drop off that bitch because that shit is scary, dude. It's pretty scary. Like being over 30 degrees, like down, even up can be kind of trippy if you've never been in something like that. It, like it feels weird, right? Because you feel like you're going to fucking, like you're vertical. But coming down something like that is very different. So, and granted, these ledges weren't like that. I'm not saying these were like crazy 30, 40, full vert type shit. But in these trucks that aren't capable I'm like, dude, we're going to drag the bottom of these trucks. Like, there's no way that we're not going to possibly fuck something up. So we're coming down. We can't really see what's going on. And I'm I'm like, all right, I'm going to navigate this thing. And there was one part of this trail coming through the valley that I knew. I fucking knew it from the moment that I hit it forward. I'm like, man, this is going to be a bitch coming down. Because basically the way the boulders were shaped, there was... I had a stronger chance of getting stuck coming down because going up it, I was able to basically put my, if as long as I got my front two tires up on this ledge of a boulder, I could bring my passenger tire over this other side of a boulder that would basically lift the whole truck up. So it put one of my tires, my driver rear, it put that one in the air, but I was able to slowly crawl up and just keep the truck as level as I could but coming down I'm like dude the bumper that I have on on the truck like not on, obviously not on my per, my personal truck but the truck that was on this Tacoma it's um it, it just it sticks really far out because of the winch like assembly that we have in my opinion like it has these little hooks and they just they stick out really far and it's for me I'm like ah it's just prone to getting stuck sure enough I get fucking wedged in a boulder so get wedged, do this whole situation. My coworkers are like lifting boulders in the dark. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, don't do that shit. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, we're in fucking rattlesnake territory. Straight up. Like we're in snake territory. I'm like, if any of you guys get bit, think about it. Because it's very possible. If anyone gets bit out here, one, we still have to fucking get out of this valley. Two, we are well over an hour away from Vegas. So, like, if something bites you and it's venomous or whatever, dude, the majority of the time, you're not going to make it an hour. You're not going to make it an hour. And if we can even get someone, like, we had radios on us, but um, shit. I'm like, by the time, like, uh, a helicopter gets here, I'm like, who knows where the nearest helicopter is? Who knows if they can get here? Because we don't even know what our coordinates are right now. So, I just, it was very stressful. 
Anyways, I get the truck like wedged in between this fucking boulder. I have to stack these shits. I get the truck out. We get out of this valley, dipping home. Dude, we get back. We started the day at 7 a.m. We get back to the hotel at 10, like literally just before 10. I get up to my room and I'm like, I just laid down on the bed and I'm like, damn, dude, what a fucking day. Hadn't eaten all day. It was a trip. But so did that, did that whole thing. That same night, uh, everyone was kind of doing their own thing. So I wanted to get hot chicken. I really, really wanted hot chicken. I don't know why. I was just really craving it. And there was a car meet that went down the night before, like on Friday night. I think it was like an origins meet or something like that. My buddy Tony had sent it to me. And it, they held it at this place called Houston's, if not mistaken. I'm going to look it up really quick for you guys. But I'm pretty sure it was called Houston's. Let's see. Yeah, Houston's Hot Chicken. and It's in um, in Henderson. So it's off of North Green Valley Parkway. Dude, not for nothing, man. That hot chicken was pretty fucking good. So after a long-ass day, having something like that... It hit the spot like their sauce. Okay, you know how like hot chicken spots they have like that. Um, it's like that like Thousand Island ish, or Thousand Island esque type sauce, right? It's like a like a pinkish sauce. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, they had their own and it was so good, dude. Like for the first time, I've had so much hot chicken like here that I I can't even I don't even know where to start, but. I have yet to have a sauce, like a hot chicken sauce that I'm like, dude, this shit like is really good. Like I'm trying to eat it with everything because I mean, for the most part, the sauces are all the same. But finally, I found one that was different. It was good, but everything was good about it. So I had like this whole I did like a tender and sandwich combo thing that they had. So chicken was good. The sandwich was bomb. The slaw was really good. It was like super light and it just ate. It was able to cut through the fat. It did its job. The bun was really soft. Oof, just all the fucking things. And now I'm like hungry again. Like even just talking about it. And I kind of want some chicken. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll grab some chicken today. Anyways, that was cool. So Sunday, we start again. And keep in mind, this is going to be the last day that we're there. And like we're going to head back. So we go Sunday. We shoot again. We're in the. We ended up taking the trucks to the dunes, which was all bad, right? Because we're going to be in the sand none of these cars or none of these trucks are set up for sand they're weighed down a ton because of all the accessories so i'm just like you never want to take heavy vehicles to be in the sand because you're going to bury yourself and it's just it's a real pain in the ass so eventually we get the trucks start shooting we get them into the sand we get out do our whole thing so we had a pretty long day of shooting we started again at seven like we left the hotel at seven we got back into vegas at like three, no, it was like two, like around two. We had to wash the vehicles, get them back to our main store that's in Vegas and get those ready for transport. So we do that whole fucking thing. And then after that, (laughs) we finished up everything around three. Uh, I said later to my coworkers and I fucking got my ass on the way home. So I just shot from 7 a.m to two and then i was about to drive back to california so i stopped at this in and out which was beautiful 10 out of fucking 10 the nicest in and out i've ever been to in vegas 
and it was next to this really nice shopping center. So it was really pretty. Anyways, I ate there, you know, took my time, had an amazing double double, mustard fried, like, oh, just it was it was the fucking jam. Like that's what I needed after a long ass day. And it was my first meal too. So did that, changed in my truck, and I'm like, cool, let's get ready for this drive home. Of course, there was two major accidents. And long story short for the drive, it took me just shy of six hours to get back. So again, shot all day. I had shot the day before the entire day, ate once Saturday, ate once on Sunday, and then I was on the fucking road for six hours. Oh my God, like, dude, that was a fucking nightmare. 10 out of 10, I would not do it again. Like, there's no way. There's no, like, dude, it's too grueling to not have proper sleep, not eat, have to do all that shit, and then have to drive home. Like, I didn't want to be on the road for, because again, it took me like under, just under four hours to get there. I didn't even want to be on the road, period. I was done for the day. Like, we went out, we're hitting trails again. I hit trails, I'm fucking tired, doing all this shit. And then I got to drive, I'm like, damn, all right, whatever. So get home. And I, it was weird because I remember, I remember talking to some homies about it and I'm like, dude, I just, at a certain point on the drive, like I had like this like weird, almost like outer body experience. Like it was almost very like vertigo-y. And uh, for those of you who either have vertigo dealing with it or you've experienced it before, you know how, like how ugly it feels. And I think it was just from like sitting and staring straight for so long whether it was like in traffic or I'm moving and it just, if it was so, 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 so weird. First time I ever experienced that. But again, I would never put myself through that. It, it's not, it was not cool. 10 out of 10 would not do it. So I think for next year, my SEMA trip is definitely going to be treated a little bit differently. So I'll probably do a personal trip. Like I'm going to take time off. I'm going to go with a couple friends, probably some family as well. Like I know my cousin, George, I mean, I was able to run into him there really briefly, but I know we're going to plan a different type of trip next year, as well as my buddy Trey, Tony. Um, I know my buddy Albert, Rob, they also want to come too. So it's going to be a whole situation next year, but hopefully it's, you know, way better. Hopefully it will be better, right? So I, because it's going to be a completely different set of people, different set of, just a different situation. So that'll be really cool. But all in all, that was my entire SEMA experience. And I'm sure after listening to that whole thing, you guys are like, I'm exhausted because even myself, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm super tired even running through that whole fucking thing. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I know that sort of experience for me was like a very one-off, very special, and it's my first one. So it's kind of cool because I'm able to share that first SEMA experience with you guys. So hopefully I was able to kind of you know, get you there, like make you feel like you were there a little bit. And at least you were there with me. So, you know, thank you for listening to that. That, is, <laughs> I thought that was pretty long. But again, like definitely cool. Very thankful to be able to be in the position to share this with you guys. And, you know, thank you for listening to that part. Um, now with work, man, we, there's so much going on, dude. We have so many crazy things happening, especially with like promotion wise, right? Like this upcoming week, basically setting up for like November, December, those are our like craziest months, right? With um, 
for example, December, we have like 12 days of Christmas. And for this month, we basically, we, we were setting up our entire, our entire look and feel to kind of gear up for December. And we had like Black Friday stuff. So it was really hectic The up until the moment I left for SEMA because it was like, boom, 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 like finish this, finish this, finish this before you leave. Because I knew for a fact, once I got out there, there was no way I was going to be able to touch my computer. So I brought all my work shit and I was not able to touch anything. I literally just didn't have time. So it was nuts, nuts leading up to it. And then nuts when I got back, right? Like a whole whirlwind of things. And even up until this past Friday, it was pretty crazy because everything had to be done for Black Friday because we start Black Friday. Technically, our promotion starts on the 24th, which honestly, dude, for those of you guys or girls who are into off-road or you do shop at four-wheel parts, if you need something, right now is going to be the time because this upcoming Black Friday, we have some pretty gnarly shit that's coming up. Um, Excuse me. I know we have we have a ton of promos on wheels from like, let's see who's going to be in this promo. So we have, we have our wheels like Ford BP factory pro comp stuff, method fuel. I think those are the, I think those are the main four players for wheels. I know tires, tires, it's pretty much anyone you can think of. So, Pro comp. I, I think we're also going to have some stuff on our Ford WP because we make our own tires as well, Ford WP factory. So we have those again, pro comps, um, Mickey Thompson for sure. Falcon, Toyo, Dick Sepek, like pretty much anyone you can think of for off-road, we're going to be offering some sort of promo and it's going to be pretty gnarly. So, um, again, definitely if you need some shit, now is the time accessory wise there's going to be a bunch of promos on smitty built stuff so check out smitty built if you need like a winch or if you want even we're gonna have promos on our rooftop tents too that's pretty good especially it's going to be on our gen 2 if not mistaken so that's like our newest rooftop tent like a hard shell so if you're curious about that stuff or you're looking into getting a tent even like a non-hard shell we're gonna have a ton of promos on all of it um we also started selling uh, what is it? Dometic, which for those of you guys who don't know what Dometic is, it's just like, it's geared towards like overlanding. It's like, um, like a cooler system and shit like that. But I know we're going to have stuff on Dometic Arctic, which is a newer, like it's a break off of Smitty built and it's basically falling in line with Dometic. So it's going to, it's like a fridge, like that whole type of thing. So that's what Arctic is. We're going to have promos on Arctic as well. So do, and then suspension, fucking everything so like pro comp fox you know all the major players they're gonna have something a ready lift for those of you guys who are looking for like a little more oem stuff rancho we're gonna have stuff from them too for those of you guys who have pickups we're gonna have a whole section for like tonneau covers so any sort of like cover for your bed anything like that like a foldable or a soft top we're gonna have a bunch of shit for that too and then i mean fuck here i am dude doing all this promo for WP. But anyways, trying to get you guys excited. If you guys need something, check it out. Uh, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Uh, I'm not going to give away to actually really like any of the promos. But also, like I said, if it's something that you need, especially, especially, especially 
wheel tire suspension those three god like there are some good ones in there there's some really really good ones like some buy one get one type of shit uh pretty gnarly percentages off so and again this is going to start on the 24th so when is 24 like wednesday wednesday if not mistaken yeah right because it's 24th yeah yeah so the 24th so wednesday um and they they're gonna start like i want to say starts at midnight so get the stuff while you can a lot of the stuff you can buy online and pick it up at your local 4wp store so check out whatever store is closest to you also i mean if you're gonna have it shipped it can get shipped too like i know we're gonna have especially for the tires and wheels mainly for tires that i remember uh the shipping prices are gonna be like everything's gonna be cut down too so you're gonna get a deal on your tires and you're gonna get like a deal on the shipping so if you're gonna order five tires it would basically be the same price as like ordering you know four or three however many tires like so basically you can stock up and it's not gonna hurt you so get over there get your shit stock up do what you gotta do so it's gonna be worth it so that's pretty much what's going on with work right now so every, again everything's fucking nuts everyone's gearing up for the holidays of course people are taking off early we got promos coming down so oof it's gonna be crazy so i know tomorrow's gonna be interesting because i know i'm gonna be start working with my boss on our 12 days of christmas campaign so hopefully well of course i'm gonna be talking to you guys because i have some stuff scheduled for this week and for next week hopefully podcast wise so i'll be if anything i can if I can share these promos with you guys, or at least like, you know, give you guys something about it, I'll let you know. But uh, that's pretty much what's going down right now. But man, again, and I I don't want to overload you guys. Don't want to overload you guys, but I just haven't talked to you in a minute. Again, it's been a whole month. It's been exactly a month since we've had some time to sit down, chill out. I know some of you guys and girls are listening to this on your drives. Some of you guys are at home, probably cleaning, doing something. And then you have me playing in the background, which that's pretty rad. So thank you guys again for your support, your love, support, all the things. So very cool. But I just have so much I want to share. And I mean, I'm moving down the list. You know, I'm about halfway down. Everything else is kind of just like, it'll be quick. So again, yesterday, I know I mentioned it at the very beginning, but yesterday, so the 20th, Saturday, I went on a hike I went to Fryman Canyon, which is pretty much it's right next to Universal Studios. And man, it was it was a really cool hike. So if you do it from start to finish, it's just over three miles. It's like 3.1 miles, like something like that. Actually, yeah, I think it is 3.1 miles. And um, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. But man, it is it's quite a drive, especially because of the traffic. But I wasn't feeling that great because Friday I actually went to go see my buddy Rob and we're chilling out, you know, I had some pizza, I had a drink and I really didn't eat much Friday or like hydrate much. So I think I was just already fucked up in general. Like I was super dehydrated and then I decided to go to my buddy's house and have some pizza really late at night and then have a drink. It was pretty on the stiff side. Um, but man, I woke up on Saturday just dead. Like I was not feeling good, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on this hike. I'm going to make this shit happen. Let's fucking do it. It's fine, right? Like, it's not a big deal. So we go on this hike, do this whole thing. We're there for a couple hours. And I'm just like, all right, cool. 
I, I honestly and I stretched before and I, I was like, yo, this is gonna kill me. Dude, I woke up today, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. I'm like, bro, and I'm listen, let me tell y'all something. I'm all for fitness. I'm all about it. Do I work out personally? No. I'm guilty as fuck of that one. Like, no, I do not. I don't even work out enough to say that I work out. I barely work out. Yesterday is probably the most fitness that I've done. Uh, maybe like in the last year. Nah, no, 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 no. Chill, chill. Maybe not in the last year, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the, like, I specifically went because I'm like, all right, we're going to go on a hike. We're going to do this shit. We're going to fitness. Let's fitness. So I fitnessed, did the whole thing, went after, went to this place called And Waffles. That's that was over there close to the trail. So went to that whole thing, went and then I had some waffles. I had some chicken and waffles, which mm, the waffle was like super light and airy and crispy, which was cool, but it just felt like I was eating air, so I was a little sad. And the chicken, I had the Texas, I forgot how they called it. It was like the Texas, you know, Texas style chicken and waffles or some bullshit like that. I don't know, man. The seasonings didn't really do it for me. And it was like kind of bland. Like it was flavorful, but it was bland at the same time. So I was kind of sad. And it was kind of expensive. I'm not going to lie. Like, listen, I'll pay whatever for food. I don't give a shit. I really don't. But I'm like, dude, all right, let's hopefully I'm like, hopefully it's worth it. That that was my thing, right? Because I'm like, hopefully this fucking place is worth it. So we're eating there doing thing. And I'm like, man, it just kind of made me sad because I, I mean, I'm a big waffle person. I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, what? Like you're tripping, dude, because I know I have a lot of pancake homies and they're like pancake or die. But I'm like waffle or die. So if that's going to be an issue with this relationship, I'm just letting you guys know now. I don't hate pancakes. I make a pretty damn good, you know, set of flapjacks myself. But I'm waffles all day. I'm team waffles. If you're team waffles. Holler at me. Ooh, and you know what? Maybe I'll do a little poll. Like if you're waffles or pancakes, that way you guys can vote on some shit. Because I know, actually a lot of you guys, I don't even remember how many, but it was quite a few people that voted on the last one for the Michael Myers one that I did. So that'll probably be a poll for this one. And you know what? I'm actually going to write that shit down because if not, your boy's going to forget. Cool. So we do waffle or pancakes. So tell me what your stance is. And then I'll probably talk about it on the next podcast. So hopefully I'll, you know, I'll remember to get the results, take them down, and then uh, jump into it. Also, if you're super passionate about it, I'm going to bring it up again because you guys can leave me a message. Use that little feature. Tell me why, what your stance is on waffles and pancakes, why you're, why you're picking that side. And then we'll get into it. We'll make it a fucking thing. So interact, you guys. I, I really, really enjoy that part. It's really cool to see you guys comment on things and go back and forth. And even through the DMs, it's fucking rad. So, you know, leave me a voicemail on that. Let's make that a thing too. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do uh, like some shit you guys can vote on. I'll do a poll. And then also leave me a voicemail. Tell me why. Like, why are you waffles or pancakes? And if you're both, honestly, because I have friends that are both and they can't really choose. But tell me. And then if you're here in SoCal... Tell me the places you go to, because I'll check it out. I'll check it out, and then I'll bring it up. You know, I'll throw in some audio. If you, again, if you guys want me to include your audio, let me know, or if I can, let me know. I'll pull it, throw it in there. But, dude, I'm all about the foods, all about it, ten out of ten. Trying to go to new places all the time. For myself, I'm 
I'm always really tired and it's like it's tough for me to be creative and like always try to like find new shit so it's usually the people around me that are like finding new places and they'll take me or like I tell them like do like find somewhere and I'm like cool let's go so then we jump in the truck or whatever and dip out um so yeah all about it get into that shit um but yeah man like going back to the hike it was cool 10 out of 10 would recommend go check it out it finishes in a really bougie neighborhood so if you like walking through neighborhoods with just phenomenal architecture and just covered in greenery go check it out again it's Fryman Canyon the um, it's the actual entrance to the park is not called Fryman though it's um it's something else I'm trying to check through my google to see what it is or maybe no, no 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 so just when you're looking for it just check out like Fryman Trailhead that's one thing that's like how you're gonna find it probably like the, the easiest but um, yeah, there's like a little parking lot and it, it gets kind of packed. And we, I got there like close to 10. So you just, you know, wait a couple minutes because there's constantly people coming and going. So you'll find someone that's going to let you take their parking space like really, really quickly. So I think I maybe waited like max, dude, maybe like 10 minutes for someone to leave and give me a parking space. So and also take a smaller car. I was in my FJ. That was a mistake. Would not do that again. So take something smaller or just like a regular car. You'll be fine. So that was really cool, very interesting. And then of course, speeding up to today and this upcoming week, the holidays coming up, y'all. Fucking the holidays, bro, like again. And I'm not, <laughs> I say again, cause it's, it always feels like, dude, that shit just happened, right? So Thanksgiving's coming up. For those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving or even just like for those of y'all who just like to eat, you know, like to chill out, be a part of it. And if you don't necessarily celebrate it, cool. But it's always such a weird time. It's always such a weird time for me, especially like with my family, because it's like, it's cool. You know, we all have our moments. We all have our things. But like this year is going to be interesting because I know for myself, I'm going to be going to my uncles in Long Beach. It's going to be myself, my mom, grandma, grandpa, and then like him, his wife, his two kids and like people from their side of the family, like from his wife's family gonna chill out do that whole thing and then i have some plans for after that dinner to like attend another dinner and just kind of chill out but um it's dude i know the holidays can be tough again right with just like relationships with families sometimes it brings up things that aren't necessarily the best and like i know for myself that's like a worry that i have <laughs> and i'm sure a lot of you are probably laughing and like probably saying oh yeah dude like i know exactly what the fuck you're talking about or like fuck i've heard that before because i like i don't know why that is because you would think i mean i know i have some friends and family that the holidays are like storybook for them you know it's full-on hallmark all the time and it's i love that and i'm low-key slash kind of like high key i guess like jealous of that that people have that sort of relationship with their families and that like shit's just real. And it's not this whole like shit fest of like people just being dickheads the entire time or like, you know, people having to make, it's one thing to make like snarky remarks, but it's like, if you know, every year something's going to go down, like obviously you're not going to look forward to stuff. Right. And I'm not saying something's going to go down this year, but for the most part, dude, 
majority of my life, every year, she something always happens. Either someone says something or you, something of the sort, right? Like it always ends up being like some sort of weird situation. So am I counting on the worst? No. Am I hoping for the best? Always. 10 out of 10. I'm always super hopeful. And I'm, I'm hoping that this year is a little bit better. And hopefully for those of y'all who are in the same boat as myself, uh, I wish you the best. 10 out of 10. I wish you, your family, sending all the love, all the good things. And I hope it's great because you know what? This time of year, right? Like we always tend to take shit for granted or we don't really think about stuff. And I think with prepping for the holidays, something that I always try to sit down with myself and have the conversation of like perspective. And I think perspective is one of the biggest things that we as people forget that exists, right? Like just that that thought in general like what is perspective and like how it affects us so the biggest thing for me especially in the last week like I've gotten some pretty crazy news either from people in my life people in my family uh one of my buddies was just involved in an accident on Friday that was pretty bad thankfully he's okay uh, another one of my friends his mom just got diagnosed with cancer and I know he's probably gonna listen to this podcast so obviously he's gonna know I'm not gonna share his name but i got a lot of love for him he's a really really great dude same thing for my other buddy who got into his accident but it's like for myself even on my darkest days because especially recently with me being so busy with work and just kind of wrapped in that and been so stressed lately like my mental health 10 out of 10 has been really bad and i'm currently looking actually i'm actually looking for a therapist and i think i found someone that i'm going to check out it's at this little office in long beach depending on how that goes you know i'll share that information with you guys that way if anyone needs help that's like locally in this area hopefully i can recommend and help them out or help you guys out in some way but um until that point right like it's just something that i had to think about and i thought about it yesterday on my hike a lot was again just perspective because no matter what is happening in my life, right? No matter how bad things get, there's always someone that's going to be experiencing something worse. And I'm not saying that. I know it sounds kind of bad in a way to say because it's like it makes your problem sound small. But I'm simply just using it as perspective because sometimes it can kind of break you out of that mindset, right? Like you're so down, you're so this, but then it's also like, fuck, snap out of it, man. Like, accept your situation work through it do what you have to do and do your best to just keep pushing forward and propelling because there's also people that are in situations again for example like my buddy with his his mom who has cancer there's nothing that he can do in his power to essentially change that so he has to wake up every day accept that diagnosis every day before he goes to bed when he wakes up and i know i know he loves his mom with his entire life and he's you know very close with her but again you look at stuff like that and for me i'm just like no matter what i feel i'm very thankful to not be in that situation right like you know i i'm looking at my mom and i i looked at her i remember when i saw the diagnosis and I reached out to him, you know, we talked for a minute and I looked at my mom and I almost broke down because I had a scare with her, 
years ago, I, I was still in high school and we had a, a cancer scare with her. And it, I remember, I'll never forget it because she kind of told me nonchalantly about it and we were bringing in groceries and I remember just dropping the bags because she just said it as she was setting down groceries and I dropped all the bags. You know, I was trying to bust one of those like, oh, I'm not making two trips. I had a thousand bags with me of shit. I fucking dropped everything and hit the ground and I just, I fuck, I lost it. I started bawling and I could not control myself because for the first time in my life, I was going to think about or possibly have to face losing my mom. And I mean, dude, I was fucking like 16 years old. And I, I think losing your parent at any age is difficult. But I think when you're, especially at that age, everything kind of hits you harder, right? Like you're, you're going through a whole puberty thing. You're trying to figure yourself out. And um, it's at that weird age. And I was fucked up, dude, for the longest time. And I, we were working with all these doctors from Kaiser trying to get things sorted out. And thankfully, uh, she was able to come out on top and she's okay now. But again, I, it immediately almost took me back to that place where I, like, I just wanted to hold him. Like, I just wanted to hold my boy because I don't, I, I only understand an ounce of what that is to lose, not to lose a parent, but to possibly lose a parent, right? And having to face things like that are really difficult, man, because I've had friends in the past that have lost their parents. Suddenly, you know, one of my buddies from high school, I remember he lost his parents in a car accident, both of them, both of them at the exact same time. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, so it's, it's again, just bringing in the whole subject of perspective and just being thankful for the position that you're in. If you have, to me, as long as you have the people that you love in your life, cherish them, cherish them, look at them, tell them you love them, give them a hug because life is crazy, dude. Life is fucking crazy. Things happen. Shit goes down from one minute to the next. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've gotten a phone call where I'm having a beautiful day, everything's straight. I get a phone call. Hey, so-and-so passed away or something happened to so-and-so. And it just shifts everything. So worlds can come crashing down in seconds. So no matter what, someone's always going through something. But just be kind. Spread kindness, spread love. Be the, Be the light in someone's life. You always want to do that no matter what you're dealing with, keep spreading positivity. Why? Because those sorts of things are going to come back to you. I'm a firm believer in that. The universe is wild like that. Like, be a good person. That shit will come back when you need it the most. I can't tell you how many times I've felt super dark, super fucked up. My depression's at an all-time high. And then literally out of nowhere, for no reason at all, out of nowhere, I'll have friends that I don't really speak to very often, reach out. They will reach out out of nowhere. And they're like, hey, dude, I'm just trying to, you know, spread love. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm just checking up on you. Like uh, one of my buddies, Terrence, who is a, he's a videographer. He's also a photographer. If you guys want to check out his stuff, it's fkf.media. So it's fkf 
dot m-e-d-i-a on instagram check him out he is a phenomenal human being the amount of love that he has for his family for his kids like it's it's crazy but he's one of those people for me too and he's he's done shit like that and i'm just like bro what do you how how did you know and he's like i don't know man like i just i just wanted to reach out to you and just you know say i hope you're okay i hope the family's good i hope you're like everything's good with you like sending you love always sending you good vibes always and it's again crazy shit so just remember dude like put out put out good always be light like stay with the light shit like it's cool you know aesthetically to be you know into dark shit whatever i'm because I, I mean my for me personally i'm all about it model into like i guess you would say like satanic type shit you know lucifer the whole thing just like that that whole aesthetic look feel decor all of it i'm all about that but you want to always be good at the same time you know remember to believe in yourself believe in others tell people to believe in themselves spread good things spread good vibes because again that's the shit that's going to take you it's going to take someone else far because if they're having a bad day you're having a bad day it's it's gonna there's gonna be good that's gonna find a way into your life somehow to someone you know to a stranger or something so just remember again coming into the holidays be thankful for your situation and if you're not in a great situation right now i'm not gonna say to be thankful for that but there's always gonna be something that's there just remember people got it worse shit's always gonna go down in some sort of way for somebody else but if you're still breathing if you wake your ass up in the morning if you wake your ass up in the morning, you are able to open your eyes, breathe, get up, walk, do your fucking thing. Shit. Honestly, dude, you don't have it that bad. It's not that bad. It could always be worse. Because you got mad people that are waking up and that's it. That's it. They don't even get a chance. They don't get a fucking chance. Or they do. They thought it was going to be straight. Boom. That shit gets taken away. So again, tell the people that you love. Tell them you love them. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Whatever y'all want to do. Spread that holidays that's what that shit's all about so i hope you guys have a beautiful absolutely beautiful thanksgiving because and again even if you don't celebrate thanksgiving you just kick it with people you kick it with yourself use at the at the house kicking back i hope you get some time to relax because that's what that shit's all about that's what that shit's all about for me holidays are about it's a time to go back into your mind kind of do a deep dive think about shit process things how you handled certain situations maybe through the year how you've changed, how you've grown. If there's something that you want to change about yourself, like right now is the time, right? So these are the types of things you want to reflect. That's what I'm trying to say. I was trying to think of the word and I could not think about it for the life of me, but right now is a time of reflection. Sure, that sounds crazy, right? But it's the truth. It's the fucking truth. Right now is a time for reflection. No matter what you do, think about it. Really think about it. How it affected you, how it affects the people around you, your family, your loved ones, anybody, your career, if you need to make changes, you know what? To me, I'm not a fan of the New Year's resolution. I think it's a bunch of bullshit because the majority of people don't fucking hold it. If you want to change something, why are you going to wait? Why are you going to wait until January 1st to be like, I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to fucking work out. I'm going to not be such an asshole. I'm going to reach out to my homies more. Like, no, do that shit right now. Again, is right now is November 21st, 251. Of course, you guys are going to listen to this a little bit later. But when you listen to this shit, if there's something you want to change about yourself, change it right then and there. 
decide if it's fucking 7 p.m you heard this shit and this exact audio clip comes on just past 7 p.m if when you're done with this podcast if you want to change something about yourself just do it don't wait fuck a new year's resolution dude do that shit right now right now tomorrow today find a way to change it today change your mindset today sit there sit there with yourself say you know what no 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 i'm gonna do this shit i want to do this tomorrow set little goals change things up move things shift your life because you know what that's this time specifically in november is very very big for shift um keep so keep all that shit in mind keep all of it i'm not super like i'm not this big like what is it like astronomy person and all that but november is usually a time for change it's a time for reassessing reevaluating shifting moving importances in your life kind of uh reassessing your priorities and things like that getting things in in motion because coming into december coming into the new year you want to be fresh you want to push out do something good for yourself or the people around you anything but again sit with yourself think about it be appreciative for your situations whatever they may be if you still got your health be appreciative of that because again you got people out there that are receiving news that they might not have that very like they might not have that much longer so imagine how that's going to affect them their lives, the people they love, people around them. So if you can give the people you love a hug, a kiss, you know, and tell them, hey, I appreciate you, I love you, then do that. Do that shit because I'm telling you, it's going to come back. It's going to come back all the good. So spread positive and the positive will return. That I can guarantee you guys. And if it doesn't, let me know. I'll make a phone call, send an email, something. Like, (laughs) I'll try my best. But I will always do my best to spread positivity to you guys and keep that. And even when we get into serious subjects on here, I still want to keep this light. I want to keep it positive, keep it right. So again, I appreciate you guys for listening to all this stuff. Thank you. And I'm going to continue to constantly be that beacon and hopefully not drop that because I know sometimes it's hard for me to continue to be positive, continue to be, uh, I guess, like um, like a light, right? Like I've been saying. So it's really tough, but I'm going to do my absolute best. And again, hopefully you guys enjoy your holiday because it's coming and hopefully you are going to have some bomb food and drink and good times and good memories and laughs and you know hopefully who knows all the good all the good hugs all the good things all the literally anything positive anything good i hope it happens to you guys because y'all deserve it and let's see aside from holiday stuff jumping onto some car shit honestly i still have obviously the cues there it's chilling it's got a misfire right now. I'm trying to deal with it. I'm also not trying to deal with it, you know? Mm. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, but I'll deal with it. It's fine. That show will get handled. Car's still banging right now. I got... I'm trying to think of what show I have coming up next. Oh, I know Classic is coming up. For those of you guys who are curious about Classic, definitely check it out. It's a really cool show. It's a toy drive that goes down every year like of course last year it didn't happen so that's um that was kind of a bummer but this year it will happen and if you guys are curious about the event information check it out at stay classic on instagram so that's s-t-a-y-c-l-a-s-s-i-c-k again that's s-t-a-y-c-l-a-s-s-i-c-k it's going to be going down in irvine this year at hangar 24 it's called sleigh ride myself like, I will definitely be there. I have a ton of homies that are going to be there, especially from this team called CLK, which is a 
like all Honda team. Actually, for those of you guys who saw the images from when I went to that Cars and Coffee in Anaheim, where it was myself next to a bunch of Hondas, like all those fools are gonna be there. Really good dudes. Um, yeah, man, I got quite a few homies that are gonna be there. So if y'all wanna come through, if y'all wanna check it out, please do, it's gonna be a good time. Good, really, really good vibes. The music's gonna be phenomenal. It's usually like in the old school hip hop realm. So it's going down on the 12th. So the date is December 12th of this year. So 12, 12, 21. Registration is still open. So if you have your car, you want to show it off, you want to chill out, you want to donate some toys, go do it. Get on the computer right now. Go to Stay Classic. Go to their Instagram. They have all the links there. You can register your shit. You need three pictures of your car. You need to break down a bunch of shit. Uh, they do awards. So for those of you guys who are competing with your car, you have a chance to win some shit. Like, cool little award. And usually they hand make them every year or they have someone make the trophies for them and they're really badass. Like the 2019 one, I actually won Best Interior. It was really, really cool because they did like these framed little um, little LPs, like little 8-inch LPs, and they're really badass. But uh, actually, I think they might even be smaller. Anyways, really, really freaking cool. Great show. Great group of people. Got a lot of love for that whole like classic team. So check it out. Check them out. Definitely worth it. I know. I'm trying to think what else is coming out. Oh, of course, like I know I always bring it up. I always talk about Angel and Yoda Nights, but I know Yoda Nights is coming up for December and he's going to be doing, at least from my understanding, usually that's what he does. Like he does like some sort of Christmas thing. So the same thing I told you guys about, like for Halloween, he's going to do something for Christmas. And I will for sure let you guys know because there was quite a few people that were listening to the show that actually found out about the Halloween one and they went. And they came up and they were like, dude, we heard about it on your podcast. I'm like, holy shit, this is rad. So like, that's really cool. Again, Angel's phenomenal. Go check out his page. For those of you guys who don't know what it is and you're curious about what Yoda Nights is, you can go to his page and it's called Yoda Trader. So that's Y-O-T-A-T-R-A-D-E-R. That's Yoda Trader, again, on Instagram. Check him out. Really badass dude. Insane rigs that fuck with him. His rig itself, like, his crawler is bananas, absolutely bananas. Like I've seen it in person. It's crazy. Um, I know we have a couple of runs that we're trying to plan up pretty soon. So, you know, I'll be trying to get some video and photo for you guys. But anyways, he's got some stuff coming up for December. It's going to be really exciting. And honestly, if anyone has any really cool events, I don't care. I'm not a big show person. Like I know today, what is it? Week Fest is going down in San Ho, but I'm not super big on, like, arena shit like that. Not a big, big fan of it. I, I think, like, the show politics, I'm not, like, a big fan of. So I think you you pay a lot of money, and the quality of car isn't always there. And it's just, again, politics, not a big fan of it. I don't want to get super, super into it on this episode. But uh, we will definitely talk about that at some point. Just the whole, like, show circuit. And for me, how I see the things, like, how they work and all that. But anyways... Not going to jump too far. But if you guys have any meets, anything tight, shoot it my way. Honestly, whether it's like for truck shit, I'll definitely be trying to get out to more truck events. Like I know there's like this thing that's been popping up and it's in Ontario from this group called Trail Wolves. Pretty sure it's called Trail Wolves. But I know I've seen like um, Kruma be a part of it. So I know like Taylor and 
Adrian, all his, like all those people, they all head out there. So I'm definitely going to be heading out to their next event that's going down in Ontario. I don't remember the actual details. Let me try and look it up real quick, you guys. Hold on. So if I go to Instagram right now, I'll put in Trail Wolves. I know they have something that goes down at Rodeo X. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's actually going to be an event called Rodeo Rodeo X Rigs Volume 2. So this is going to be the second one, right? And it's going to go down at the Rodeo. So there's also one that's in Garden Grove, but this is the other location that's in Ontario. So it's going to be on December 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's uh, 3430 Ontario Ranch Road in Ontario, California, 91762. If you guys want any more information on that, go to Trail Wolves Instagram. So that's T-R-A-I-L-W-O-L-V-E-S. That's Trail Wolves. Check them out. So I'll probably be out there with my rig as well. But even, again, for stuff for the queue, whether it's a truck, like, shoot the stuff over, dude. Check it out because my car has been sitting there. I really haven't taken it out. And it's, like, shitty. I know I can obviously just take the car out to go, but I don't know. It's like, it's fun to like go places with it, you know, and like meet up with the homies and shoot the shit, you know, literally anything, just chill, have a beer in the parking lot. I don't know. That type of stuff is fun. I'm always about it, but especially for local things, I'm all about it. I know, uh, Gary from booty hustlers. He has his meat that goes down in Norwalk. I will 100% be at the next one that he throws and it's really cool because he throws it at burger i am in norwalk which is like right under the iconic norwalk sign and it's really close to my house like it's honestly not even 10 minutes away which is a trip so i can just take uh what's my main street that i take there oh i can take like rosecrans or i can take the freeway to get around certain things but um really cool meat so i always love shit like that dude like it's cool to get out local stuff like i'm all about it local meats local things all of it shoot the stuff over to me i'll check it out I'll do my best to report it. And of course, I will probably throw it on the podcast. I'll probably talk about it because the same way I broke down SEMA today, the same way I broke down my hike, you guys know I love to break shit down for you guys. And again, I apologize for taking so long (laughs) to get the next podcast up. It will definitely not be a month before the next one. So be on the lookout for episode four. But as of right now, today, the 21st, November (laughs) 302. This has been episode 003. And I thank you guys. I thank you guys for rocking with me, for supporting, sharing all the love, all the things, all the positive vibes that you guys bring to me. You guys push me to want to keep doing this stuff. Because honestly, dude, I knew I wanted to record today, but I was like, ah, dude, I was kind of drained. I didn't really want to do it. But then I thought about it and I'm like, damn, dude, but like the homies want me to get on here. They want me to talk about shit. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. And I was already starting to get stuff from people like, Rob, where's the next podcast? Rob, where's the next podcast? What are you doing? What are you doing? So here we are. Finally did it. We are almost, almost two hours. We're at an hour 50 right now. So again, I know... I know these podcasts can be kind of long, but I appreciate you guys for rocking with me, listening to it. Even if you listen to it in sections, again, thank you. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Anyone who comes up to me at any point in time when I'm at an event or something and mentions that they listen to it, it's beyond flattering. It's super humbling. I appreciate it, man. Damn. Like it's, it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. And I hope to 
can like grow this thing into something that like just doesn't go away. Hopefully more people get involved as I have guests. Again, I know this is the second solo cast, but hopefully for the next one, I'm planning to have one of my guests on here that way we can, you know, get that whole vibe going back. But thank you. I appreciate you. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your Sunday because I will be getting this up and live today. I just need to work on some artwork for this episode, right? So like the same thing that I have posted for you guys in the past. So I'll be doing another one of those, getting that, getting it up, trying to get it up before five. So if you hear this, this was recorded today, like right now, it's fucking 304. I'm going to finish this up, get this up on editing, do my shit, get it up for you guys. So again, thank you. I appreciate you. Hugs to everybody. I send my love. I hope you have a beautiful holiday this week. Take it easy. Don't work too hard. If you do work too hard, again, make sure that you take your Thursday, Friday off. Do your thing. Get that shit done. Eat some really yummy food. Make some beautiful memories. And I will definitely catch you guys on the next one. So again, thank you so much. Don't forget to check out the message feature. So get over to either my page or the RTM podcast, Instagram. Leave me a message. Check it out. I want to hear some shit. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. Let me know what you want to hear on the next one. If you have any questions. Again, don't forget the waffles and pancakes thing. I'm going to make it a poll. So I hope that, you know, y'all jump on there. Give me your vote. See what's up. I want to hear. I want to see how many people fuck with pancakes. Why you fuck with waffles? What's up? Tell me about it. I want to hear it. (laughs) I want to hear all the things. So again, I will definitely catch you guys soon. I appreciate you. Thank you again. Sending mad love. Good vibes. Always. So stay golden, everybody. And I will talk to you guys very, very soon. (laughs) 